Hello world, hello Tallahassee, welcome to another edition of Mr. Speaker Speaks. You know, it's the show that informs, challenges, and inspires. It's all about real talk from real people about real things. Oh my goodness, it's going to be a great show today. You can find out more about me at VincentTEdwards.com. That's VincentTEdwards.com. I have one of the most interesting guests for you today. I mean, you know, he's, I'm just going to say he's a stunt man, but then I'm going to introduce you really to my guest today, Mr. John Davis. I mean, never seen anything like it, never heard anything like it. So I am just so excited to have him as a guest on our show today on Mr. Speaker Speaks. You know, today's show is brought to you in part by Program Success, your source for professional news and information. Program Success magazine spotlights the success of individuals who have excelled as who have excelled in their arenas of expertise in order to inspire, encourage and enhance the lives of others who are aspiring greatness. More information is available at programsuccess.net. Program Success the name says it all. I have a question for you. Have you ever had need of an attorney but could not afford one, so you just traveled that legal road alone? Well, find out how you can protect you and your family with affordable 24 by 7 access to a national network of attorneys for less than a dollar per day. You want to know how to do it? Just check out MrSpeaker.com. That's M-R-S-P-K-R.com. MrSpeaker.com. You know how we do it here on Mr. Speaker Speaks. We start off with the prayer, and then we're going to hear from the guest today. Oh, my goodness. I told you I was going to hold it, but he's a comedy sword-fighting stuntman. So we're going to have John Davis today. I mean, it, 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 see, we are already laughing. I tell you, let's go before the Lord. Lord God Almighty, I thank you for this opportunity. I thank you for how you've just opened up uh, my life to meet more people, giving me opportunities to interact and to make more friends and build more relationships, not just for me. But for those who are listening to this podcast, God, you're helping me by providing guests who inspire, challenge and inform. And today, Lord, I thank you for my guest, John Davis. Now, I ask that you be a part of this broadcast. Connect with everyone who hears, Lord, in some way. Open up their ears that they can hear. And not only that they hear, but they take action on what they hear so that their lives will be better and improved. And I will give you all the praise. And all the glory in Jesus name. Amen. Our inspirational passage of scripture comes today from Proverbs 23 and 7 part A. And it says, for as he thinketh in his heart, so is he. For as he thinketh in his heart, so is he. What are you thinking about today? What are you thinking about? Because, you know, I always say it's all about purpose and are you fulfilling yours? My guest today, John Davis, is an internationally known keynote speaker, comedian, fight director, stuntman, college perfect professor, artist, director, and action hero. He has traveled extensively throughout the world, speaking to audiences of all ages and backgrounds in 28 countries, over 4,000 live performances. He inspires you to set and reach your maximum potential and awaken your inner action hero. John, welcome to Mr. Speaker Speaks. Well, thanks. I'm so glad to be here. And I, I think it's going to be a great time. Oh, most definitely. We're talking about action heroes. I got to hear this. Who was your favorite action hero growing up? Well, when I was a kid, my favorite action hero was actually Errol Flynn. <laughs> Can you believe that? <laughs> when, I was a, when I was a kid, I had a stick in my hand like it was a sword, and, and I had thousands of acres of woods behind my house, man. And my father was a plumber, and he had all those old plumbing parts he'd take out of houses. I can't tell you how many plumbing parts got lost in those woods <laughs> because they were swords, too. <laughs> Son, where are my tools? Where are my plumbing parts? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> wow. So that that was your action hero. So so what was the, the – with you moving into that and using that as a, 
as a form to connect with your audience. What is the one thing that you learned from your action hero that helps you today? Well, my action hero had, had, well, in particular that one, many years later as I was becoming a stuntman and a fight director, I got the chance to actually take some classes with a man named Patty Crane, Patrick Crane. Patty was Errol Flynn's stunt double. And so I had a chance to actually sword fight Errol Flynn's stunt double, a guy who sword fought Basil Rathbone. I actually got to fight him, right? But one of the things that he used to always say about Errol was Errol had za. Z-A, Za, mm. which means he went, he went everything full bore. You know, when you saw him on stage, he was always putting his, his full authentic self in, into what he was doing, and it showed on screen. And so I have tried to live my life with Za ever since. Wow. Know, sometimes, sometimes I might not get there. I might be just Z, but <laughs> I prefer the Za part of it. <laughs> wow. You know, everyone has a story. What's yours? I mean, I, I, I could sit here, you know, you, you were paralyzed, a back injury. T- share with us that story because it's amazing how you've bounced back but then turned that into something that helps others. Well, it, it was the most important moment of my life, and it changed me forever. It made me really realize uh, what what I can do with my life and what God can do with my life, actually, uh, as well, because um, I was uh, – as I said, a young man wanted to be a sword fighter, but I, that manifested into me becoming a stuntman and a fight director by meeting two of the top fight directors in the country who started giving me their training. was heading out to get my black belt in Taekwondo. I was getting very strong. And back in those days, I had Fabio hair instead of this Telly Savalas hair I have now. <laughs> <laughs> All we need is a lollipop now. <laughs> yeah, baby. Yeah, baby. He always, he always said, yeah, baby. Right? Yeah, baby. <laughs> Uh, for y'all young people out there, y'all going to have to Google that one. <laughs> well, and the, you know, the difference between me saying and you said, I sound like Telly Savalas. You sound more like Barry White. <laughs> yeah, baby. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, anyway. Um, so I was really, I was, I was buff. I was strong. I had a rock hard masculine body. I was doing great things. And a buddy of mine said, hey, can you come help me unload my van? I said, sure, no problem. So I went out to his house and he was a professional potter. He had he was a, he made beautiful pottery, but he had eighty pound boxes of clay in his van, and and my mindset at the time was okay, it's just another workout. I'm going to move eighty pound boxes of clay. I'm going to get even more strong. And I climbed up in that van. And I picked up the very first box, and when I twisted the set it outside of the van, my spine broke in two, and I collapsed. Oh my um, lord! They took me to the hospital, and they, they doctor said, John, you had a condition known as spina bifida occulta which I immediately said, Gesundheit. <laughs> no, no idea what that was. Can I, you speak way, English? I, <laughs> right, right. I, by the way, I have a sense of humor no matter what's going on. In my, <laughs> I, I laugh at the world, actually, and it's been that way most of my life, um, luckily. Um, but he basically explained to me, three of my vertebrae never formed properly at birth, and with the extra 80 pounds of weight and the twisting action, I broke the top half of my spine off of the lower half of my spine, and it had pinched off my spinal column. And I was paralyzed. I, I couldn't move my legs. So that was something so that, that had happened, at birth, and you never knew about it? I never knew it. I was 22 years old and had no idea I even had the condition. Um, and it happened at a point where I was right at the, the crest of really going off and becoming a major stuntman. I was working with some of the top people. And so it was really at a, the, the exact, quote, unquote, wrong time for it to happen. Um, but I, was lying, I went to that hospital room, and, of course, being that that was my big dream to be a stuntman and a fight director and a fight choreographer, my, my dreams were being taken away. The doctor told me that number one, you, you might never walk again. And number two, if you do, you can never have a physical career because your back just can't do it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, there's, there was a couple of things that I thought and your, 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 your Psalm today was perfect because as man thinketh, right. Um, but if you look at that, I, I believe God speaks in, in many and varied ways. And Buddha said the same thing. He says, what you think you become, you create your world. And Krishna said, you are the culmination of your thought. And Gandhi said, you must be the change you want to see in the world. Mm. And, you know, and Jesus said a really interesting way. He said, whatever you ask in God's name is granted. And mm. when Moses climbed the mountain and he got up to the top, he talked to the burning bush, he finished the conversation. He said, 
hey, when I come down here, everybody's going to want to know your name. And the burning bush said, I am. I am. That's not what you right? hit. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. so whatever you're asking in God's name is granted. So if you're saying, I am broken, you're asking God for broken. If you're saying, I am healed, you're asking God for healed. And that's why Jesus said, it's your faith that heals you. Mm. Because it's your faith, it's your belief, right? Most definitely. So I, I had to take my moment, my present moment. You know, the, it's interesting. Jesus talked very much in, is in present moments. And to me, it was fascinating because when I ask people all over the world what the word amen means, most of them can't give you an answer. <laughs> I bet you can. I bet, bet, I bet you can. So be it. It is. So be it. It is. <laughs> you, know what, you know what it wasn't? It wasn't so it was, it was or so, so it will be. be. No. <laughs> no. It's so, so it is. So it right is. Here, so it is. It's right here right now. Mm-hmm. So. So you have, you know, you know, I am is right here. It's not I will be or I was. And, and amen is I, it will be or I was. It's right here right now. So you've got to ask and you've got to believe and have faith that, that God gives you what you ask for. The thing that I had to, I came to grips with was that line, whatever you're asking God's name is granted, is followed by a better line. Mm. And the line is, nothing will be impossible for you. Mm. <clears throat> See now you see you trying to get me stirred up. You know I'm, I'm a preacher. I'm I'm sitting here holding on. He said <laughs> I'm trying to stay in the Mr. Speaker Speaks lane here. <laughs> so, so you know, for me, I, my my mom was had her master's degree in liturgy in the Catholic Church, and I can teach anybody in this country how to make it ching when you sling the incense. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> I was an altar boy. I did all the stuff, right? Um, but when I turned 18, my mom said, John, you know, I can tell you what you're supposed to believe, but spirituality has to be a personal journey. And I spent over 20 years studying everything I could possibly study. I traveled through India. I climbed Mount Sinai. I swam in the River Jordan. I have, I have been in more. I've been inside the pyramids of Giza. I've been all over the world and done, seen amazing things. I actually, and, and was very lucky that this, I had a chance to do this. I actually stood at the foundations of the home of the prophet Abraham in, in, in Ur and Whoa. climbed up on top and climbed on top of the ziggurat of Ur when wow. I was in Iraq. Yeah. Pretty, pretty amazing. Really um, amazing. My goodness. It, inc- I've had an incredible life and it all, it all stems from the fact that I took my I am moment. See what, what happened was <laughs> when, when that back broke, I was lying in that bed and, and, you know, I went to some very dark places. I, as, as, as they say, I went to the valley. <laughs> I went to the valley, man. Yeah, though I walked through the valley of the shadow the of death in the valley. Right. Right. And I was like, I was like, yeah, I, I'm in the valley, but I, but God is with me. And that's the key to this whole thing. Somebody walked in and gave me a book and the book, and you know, you'd think it was the good book, but it wasn't the good book. It was, <laughs> it was a book that showed me what I needed to see at that exact time, which probably came from God anyway, right? Most um, definitely. He came in and handed me a book called The Tao of Jeet Kune Do by Bruce Lee. Oh. Now, I think it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, 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 exactly, exactly. That guy, yeah, I think that's his middle name, Bruce Lee. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, uh, the interesting thing about that book is that Bruce wrote that book when he was in traction in the hospital and had just been told he'd never do martial arts again. And so it was the exact scenario that I was in when they gave me this book. And this book is his philosophy on martial arts. Well, one of the things that was in that book was staying very present, staying in this present moment. You know, only thought, word, and deed can happen in your present moment. So I had to stay very present. The other thing he talks about in there is mental flexibility. And mental flexibility really comes with faith because if you if you're asking for something, you have to realize that that it's being given to you. Mm. And when something comes up that seems contrary or or to stop you, you have to stay flexible and stay on on your on your faith and what you're what you're heading for. So I had to literally start to not take the faith that others had in my experience and take my own faith. Your own. Because mm-hmm. the doctors were saying you can't. Doc and my family was was out of the loving kindness of their heart, was trying to to stop me from doing things because I was like, no, I'm going to be a stunt man. They were thinking he's delusional. There's he'll be, there's no way he can do this, you know, back. Right. And I was like, well, I believe, I, I believe that God, I ask and it's given. That's what it says. Right. Mm-hmm. So let's do it. So <clears throat> that day I really looked at several things. One of the things I looked at was what did I do with my present moment? What do I say about my present moment? If I only have the one moment, um, 
if I only had the one moment, what do, what do I want? So I started taking words out of my vocabulary, you know, wanting, needing, hoping, and trying were gone Whoa! because they, because they were not present moment active, present moment, present moment active. So if I, if I, I am wanting, why do I want, why do I want to ask God for want? Right. See, you see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. If I'm asking God for wanting, hoping, and needing, I'm getting wanting, hoping, and needing. I'm, why, am, why am I getting? I am creating. I am enjoying. I am getting. I am living. I am. Wow. You know, well, I'm exp- very creative. Work, and so, right? you know, what came to my mind when you said about that word want, right? It, I've just, you know, you just got no, me. Th- tell me, tell me, tell me. Psalm to, uh, the 23rd Psalm, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not, I shall not want. want. <laughs> right, right. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Oh, wow. you know, and, and it's so fat. Now, if I break out of spirituality and drop it into science, okay, mm-hmm. we have one moment that we actively can do thought, word, and deed, and that's our present moment, right? Mm-hmm. Correct. And our past is just a collection of present moment memories that give you an underlying belief. So this subconscious belief of all these things you do here. The other thing that the subconscious mind does, it has two jobs. The second job is whatever you focus on, it shows you the pathway. So, for instance, you know, I love Jeeps. I've had six of them. Mm. I, have one of my, I have one in my garage right now. I love them, love them. When I drive down the road, I see every Jeep on the road and in the driveway behind the house. I see every Jeep that's out there because my conscious mind thinks Jeep, so I see Jeeps. It, it's like when you're trying to buy a car and you decide you want to go buy a Corvette, you start seeing Corvettes. All of, and they've been there all time, all the time. Right, all the time. But your conscious mind is not showing you. So, your conscious moment, if you can keep your, your present moment positive, loving, caring, you're stacking new subconscious belief behind you, which is pushing that old negative stuff from your past experiences, that victim stuff, back further. And you're literally changing your, your past into a positive experience. So basically, you've got to set down the past that you had and get – you ready for this, Breacher? Ready? Yeah. <laughs> I'm ready. Go ahead. And be born again. Oh my! <laughs> right? you, you know you go. You know you're gonna make me do this. <laughs> go man, go! <laughs> I'm gonna have to get me an amen corner button. <laughs> well, the, you know, the, the thing is, is, is if you only live in your present moment, and you're 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 accessing from these past experiences, you got to put new experiences back there to access from, and 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 that you got to basically reprogram your subconscious. Yeah, you got to recover. And the way you do that, and here's here's the here's the hard part. People sit in their present moment. They look at the giant goal of where they want to go, and they think they have to get to it. But that's not the way the brain works. The brain only works in the present moment. So you're you're actually telling yourself you can't get it because it's it's over there. What that's going to come to and surround your I am moment when you start stacking present moments that are in alignment with it. And you start doing the things, I am creating a new life. So let me go back to my hospital room. That morning after I decided I was taking my own belief, I said, today I am flexing my neck muscles. And I started flexing my neck muscles. Today I'm doing my shoulders. And the next day I just just did my shoulders. My present moment was all about shoulders and arms. And then my latissimus dorsi, my back muscles, my chest muscles. And I worked my way down. And by day 20, I flexed my hips, which was below my injury. At day 30, at day 30, I was sitting up on the side of the bed. Wow. At at six months, I was almost back to normal, right? Normal meaning regular human, right? (laughs) Not back to my rock hard masculine self by any stretch of the imagination. At a year, I was getting close. At a year and six months, I was back to stronger than I was before I went into the hospital. And I gave myself a gift. I climbed up on top of a three-story tower and jumped off into a fall pad My because Lord. I am a stuntman. I am a fight director. And so by, by taking that declaration and only acting in accordance with my belief, my faith in that outcome, I have done over 4,000 live comedy sword fighting stunt shows. I have been in films. I've worked with the fight directors from Star Wars, Lord of the Rings, Highlander. I was in a room watching Brad Pitt break a bottle over another guy's head. And David Duchovny was, was hanging out and playing basketball with David Duchovny at the, at the local high school where, right next to where they were filming. You know, so I was working. I was like, I've done amazing things. Then I climbed Mount Sinai. I climbed Machu Picchu. I swam in the Blue Lagoons of Iceland. I swam the River Jordan. I, you know, I did everything. <laughs> And an amazing, 
adventure filled life because I knew I could. Wow. The whole being in a present, what did the doctors and the specialists say? What I, I want to hear, what did they have to say? Well, because they were saying this is going to be impossible and you'll probably never do it again. What did they well, say? They came to my room less and less, which is interesting because it was almost like they had put a blind eye to it. And they were coming. We don't know what's going on. <laughs> right, right. And, and my, my family was like just terrified that I was going to be emotionally dra- dashed because I could never do it. Right. But when I went to that tower and I jumped off, they were all there. Right. You know, wow. with me. And they weren't there in physically, but, you know, in spirit, they'd been, they'd have been like, okay with it, you know, <laughs> they'd have been totally good with it. And so to me, it was, it was, I couldn't, I couldn't take what the doctor said, but the doc, see doctors are, are all well-meaning people. They wouldn't go into medicine if they weren't. The problem with, with, with the, the medicine is, is medicine is science and science can't, take faith into its equation it can't you know which is why i'm very excited about this new science that's out now called noetic science have you heard have you heard about no that? i haven't heard of that okay edgar mitchell was an apollo astronaut he passed away recently um but when he was coming back to earth from space he had a transcendental experience in the outer atmosphere coming into earth and he he, he said, i have to figure out what this is so as a scientist he's like i want to figure out you know, what these spiritual people are experiencing scientifically. So he started studying spiritual experience for using scientific method and noetic science has had huge breakthroughs in a lot of areas. One of the areas that is most interesting and most in alignment with the Psalm that you read earlier was they discovered that they can measure thought waves and they literally can measure the waves coming out of a, out of a person's body when they think and here's the more interesting thing. When that person measures, puts a thought towards a very specific point, place, mm-hmm. the thought waves don't pass that spot, right? Wow. And they, they, they don't know yet scientifically, but they think something is happening there. They think creation is happening there. And they think if the thought was focused enough that, that something would create into our experience. See, he also, you know, he, he liked to also talk about the idea that uh, Einstein said everything that you see, including your hand and the eyes you're seeing it with, are all made of pure energy without substance. Because an atom is an energy event, not a material thing. And everything you're seeing and experiencing is this pure energy. So all in, in noetic science, what they're kind of proving is that w- what we are, are is our thought. And God creates our thought in his image, which is this giant energy that we're in. Wow. That is powerful. Isn't that powerful? That is powerful. (laughs) Oh, my audience, you're listening to Mr. Speaker Speaks. And my guest today is a real life action hero, John Davis. We're going to come back and find out more from him and about him and get into this whole sword fighting thing. He shared his story, but we're going to just take a quick break and we will be right back back enterprises roofing and construction services t-spark t-spark construction.com we conquer all peaks we fix those darn leaks call 850-766-1340 t-spark enterprises roofing and construction services t-spark t-spark construction.com all right. Just a little segment from one of my sponsors, T-Spark Enterprises. They do a great job. I tell you, they did my roof. I'm telling you, my goodness, Travis did a great job on my roof. So T-Spark Enterprises, check them out. John, I mean, this miraculous comeback, believing in the present. So how did that turn you into a sore? <laughs> how did it turn me into a guy who wore who who wore tights and lives in the woods <laughs> uh, you know a, a, a comedy sword fighting stunt man but then how do you take that and move it into corporate america and to help people professionally and personally and change their lives such a great question i uh, my goal in life was to be that stuntman, that flight director. And I ended up, 
when I came out of the hospital, I was one of the things I enjoyed doing was Renaissance festivals. So I started going to Renaissance festivals, which, as I said, what basically what that is, I was wearing tights and living in the woods. Um, but um, the idea, Robin Hood. I was Robin Hood. I was I was Errol Flynn, right? <laughs> like I said earlier. Um, but I ended up uh, I ended up putting together a show called Hack and Slash, and it was based on the on the comedy form known as Commedia dell'arte. I was I my character was a, a knight who had been struck in the head with a cannonball, and he'd see he sees everything six inches to the left. And so the whole comedy show is me doing the, the pouring drinks on my shoulder and doing all this stuff. But we're doing sword fights and, and jumps off towers and zip lines and rolls over each other's bodies. Really very physical thing. And I got really, I got really into that show. And, and meanwhile, I was also doing fight choreography for plays and for film and, and, and doing a lot of other choreography. And it just started growing and growing. The Hack and Slash show started to grow very big. And we became very big in the uh, the Baltimore, Maryland, Annapolis region. And we had ended up having a big annual stage show we did, which raised money for charities all over the world. Um, and we ended up building and building and building. And then on um, in 2001, on September 8th, on Saturday, September 8th, 2001, mm. get, get that date, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm walking off stage in Annapolis and two guys walk up and they say, Hey, we're from the Pentagon. Would you be interested in doing USO tours? And we're like, yeah, we'd love to. Yeah. So Mondays, Monday, September 10th, we dropped our packet off at the Pentagon. Mm. And, and then the next day was September 11th. 11th. Right. So they called us up three weeks later, said, can you, can you go immediately? We ended up doing six USO tours all the way out to the front lines of Afghanistan and Iraq. Um, we, we performed on, you know, had RPGs shot at us, had guns shot at us. We we did the whole thing, and I, I didn't have a fear because I didn't have that fear anymore because of because of my back injury. I knew that I was I was safe. All I, what I was thinking was going to happen. I knew what I knew that God was giving me that right. So I ended up having this experience where I understood something which I think that more people need to understand. And what happened was I was finishing my shows at, after I get back, and I finished my shows in at Renaissance festivals and people would start walking up to me and just feel drawn to me. And I would sit down and I would talk to them for hours after the show. And I found myself helping them break through barriers and getting into this new, new uh, set of achievements that they've never had before. And I was like, well, I really love that. I love being someone who can be of service because the word action means to create motion, start momentum, or to do something. And the word hero is someone who achieves extraordinary results in service of others. And so I like living my life as an action hero, literally doing things to serve others and giving them extraordinary results. But on top of that, I still wanted to play with whips and nunchucks and comedy and do all that cool whoa. stuff, right? Right, whoa, right? <laughs> so I created the corporate action hero. And what the corporate action hero is, I go into corporations, and, and right now it's getting to be busy because, you know, we're just coming out of COVID. Right, and everybody's know, coming back together. And they need their motivation because they've had they've had the uh, their gut punched and they're they're feeling in, in adversity and, and there's change and things are going to be different and so what I do is I come in and I awaken that interaction here in them by showing them what I call the five F's which is my my process by which you hack your fear response and you you get into your very present moment and your faith and you take action and you remain flexible and you move forward it's fearlessly focus with faith follow through with flexibility. And what ha what happened was is as, as I'm doing this, I'm I'm creating these these big exchanges, and I'm watching companies start to grow and salespeople start to sell better. <laughs> you know, a, you know, it sounds like a sales pitch, but this is the honest to god truth. This stuff happened. I I watch my customers coming back saying, "Oh my god, that was huge." One of the things I do in in my main corporate speech is I walk out in the audience and I choose the most timid person I can find, and I bring that person to the stage. Now, it doesn't sound very nice. I put the most timid person in front of sometimes 1,000 people. All I hear in my mind is this, this is going to be transformational, and they get to see what you do in action. Well, they get to do what I do in action because <laughs> what happens is they walk on stage, and now as a leader, my job is to realize that I'm leading, not dragging, so I have to meet her where she is. So I know she's afraid as she's coming to the stage. So the first thing I have to do is I have to make her feel like we have camaraderie, so I thank you so much for helping me and coming to the stage. So I'm giving her a purpose in helping. Right. Correct. So now so I'm, I'm getting her out of her, you know, I'm going to be in trouble up here. Yeah, that then fear I turn zone. To the audience. 
Right. I turn to the audience and say, isn't she a rock star? And right. Woo! And they, they go crazy for it. And while they're cheering, I look over at her and said, you are going to look like a rock star when you walk out of this. And so I've already made her, I negated her fear. I've taken the fear away. And you put her in the present moment. Put her in the present moment, right? And then I say, I say to her, have you ever been fishing? <laughs> right? <laughs> have you ever been fishing? And it, it totally out of the blue, because I don't want her to have anything that seems threatening in any way, shape, or form. And so we start talking. I say, today, I just, I just want to show you how to best cast a fishing rod. Would that be okay? Mm. And she goes, yeah, I'm giving her positive reinforcement with head nods and stuff. And I go over to my bag and I pull out a bull whip <laughs> and I, and I hand her a bull whip, right? Right. Now, when you hand somebody a bull whip, they have a thought that goes through their head. Usually it's pain, danger. Some people think naughty things, but we don't want to go there. Yeah. We don't want to go there. <laughs> Not on this show. <laughs> this is the P, this is PG version. <laughs> Ixnay on the frisky Friday night. <laughs> right, 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 right. So I don't want her thinking of those things. I want her thinking calm screen. So before she can even think, I say, we're just using it as a fishing rod. I'm keeping her framed as fishing rod because fishing is calm and serene, right? Yes. And then before she, before she can even think any further, I point to the side of the audience that she's pointing at. I say, you people need to help her, right? So I'm getting eliciting help, which she's hearing me say, it's just people are going to help her. And I get half the audience to make a fish face. Looks like this. <laughs> right? So they're, they're sitting there doing this fish face. Now she's laughing. Because yes. she's looking at 500 people doing a fish face at her. Right? Right? So she's laughing. She's got a bullwhip in her hand. I said, all I want you to do now, choose which fish you want to catch and cast your fishing rod. And she goes, kaboom, and the whip cracks. Right? Because <laughs> it's the same action. Right? Mm-hmm. I said, catch another fish. Kaboom. I've never, I have not talked about whips once yet. No. I'm only talking about fishing. fishing. Kaboom, kaboom, right? Got her doing that. So now I do something else. I say, did you hear it crack? Did you hear it crack? She says, yeah, I heard it crack. I said, you cracked it a couple times, didn't you? She said, yeah. So I got her to say, you know, I am cracking a whip. I got her to get into that space of I am, right? Wow. Then I say, so you already know how to crack a whip. And I'm nodding and I'm giving her positive reinforcement. You like, already, so, what, so what did I just do? I shortened her timeline from learning a skill to knowledge of a skill. Just by, just by shifting her, her framing, getting her to knowledge that she knows how and say, you already know how. I've already changed her mindset, right? So then I'm going to throw something in that's going to make her have to remain flexible. I reach into my bag of tricks and I pull out a target and I hold it out. Now, I know she has a new fear, and her fear is she's going to hurt me. Yeah, what if I hit this man? <laughs> right, That's her fear. Right? So I look at her, and I say, look at me. You, did you hear a crack? You already know how to crack it. I promise you're not going to hurt me. Now, sometimes you just got to lie to people. You know, <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> He's like, I, I have my life insurance paid up. I, my health plan is still full force here. Well, well you know, it's. When you're a leader, you literally have to come from, it's their experience. It's just like a salesperson. You know, when, when you're trying to sell something, it's not your sale. It's their sale. They're the ones paying for it. Mm-hmm. Right? right? So you, you have to meet them where they are. So in this situation, it was her experience. She was afraid of that. So I'm going to her and I'm, I'm going to work with eliminating her fear. And I know her one fear is this. I also know that fear is the one thing, as, as, as a famous sage once said, Hmm, fear leads to the dark side. Fears are why we fail. This we know, fears. don't we? He also said, mm, do or do not, there is no try. There is no try. No want, right? But getting her into that space of, uh, you're not going to hurt me. Just look right there and cast your fishing rod. The fish you want to catch is right there. And she casts her fishing rod and takes the target out of my hand every time. Now, here's the interesting thing. Earlier on in the speech, I asked who has cracked a whip before. I never choose someone who has. I always choose someone who never has. I bring someone on stage who I, I recognize as a timid person. 
you know, having done over 4,000 shows, I can recognize a timid person, right? Mm. So I, I could choose that person. So I brought a timid person who's never cracked a whip before in front of an audience, put him in a very stressful situation. And in under five minutes, she learns to crack a whip and take targets out of my hand. Right. So with and that, it, how do people, how do, is, is that what you use to show people how to maximize their potential? Absolutely. Absolutely. See, the thing is, your experience is, is exactly that, yours. And so you're the one who has to live it. You can't live somebody. If somebody's telling you what you're supposed to be you, you and you do what they say, you're living their life and not your own. Oh, most you definitely. Been there, right. done that. So the first thing you have to deal with is your fears, because that's the thing that's going to stop you and the thing that's going to keep coming out. Now, let me give you a quick secret about, about fear. Um Fear is a primal response, and fear, when you break it down scientifically, is an emotional reaction to some future event that may or may not happen with you focused on a negative outcome. It literally is negatively focused on certainty, because if you were focused on a positive outcome, you wouldn't be afraid. Mm. So fear is negatively focused on certainty. And our primal response to fear is to gasp for air. (gasps) Right. Oh my God. Oh, you know, you watch those National Geographic shows on there. There's always that doomed gazelle. No. Out there eating that grain. <laughs> rum, 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 right. And it's like, and we're going to get that one right there. That's, right, that's the right, one. Right, right. Right. And then the lion hits the field. The first thing the gazelle does is go, <gasps> gasp for air. Right. And the reason it does that is because it's filling its lungs up so it can run further and faster. People, when they're scared or in fear, don't think they can breathe. They get shallow breathing. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I'm so scared. It's not because they don't have air. It's because their body is full of air. And actors on Broadway are literally trained that if they forget their lines in front of their audience, they're literally trained to exhale and relax all their muscles. And all of their lines rush back into their head. And the reason this works is because they've shut off the primal fear response and turned their cognitive thinking brain back on. And so when I was in Iraq and Afghanistan, I asked the soldiers, I said, you're going to go out on a mission today. You might get shot at. You might get blown up. You you know, how can you do that? And they say, well, the first thing we do is we all get together. We go, okay, we're doing this. They, they exhale. Mm -hmm. That's the first, the first thing they do. Right. Then they have an objective and the objective is something to focus on. So they release their fear and then they get on, they get focused on a goal. So you got fearlessly focused. There's the first of my two five Fs, right? Fearlessly focused. They're now they're focused on the goal. They have something to focus on. They never focus on failing. They always focus on positive outcome. So they're positively focused. So we talk about that subconscious mind behind you creating that idea of that positive focus is creative, right? So you got fearlessly focused. Now they have to believe it. Now, sometimes you have to jump past number three and go over to number four because faith is trust. And, yes, trust it is. Is de- and trust is developed by results over time, usually. It is. And so, yeah. was I? Yes, it, most yeah. definitely, because I always right. talk to people and say activity leads to results. And so those right. results, right. you know, build the, the framework of, okay, I can do this. Exactly. So the, the, the fourth of the five S is follow through. Take a small present moment, positive action, you know, and, Stack that present moment. The more of those stack, your subconscious mind will be changing into a positive and your faith will build as, as you see the results happening. But you, that big giant thing you want is never going to magically appear. It's only the small successful present moments that you're going to see and celebrate yourself for. You know, So you got fearlessly focused with faith, follow through, and the last one is flexibility. Something's going to come up that's going to seem contrary to what you're trying to achieve. But if you truly believe you're going for your goal, if you have truly have faith in the goal, the outcome, if something come, came up, it's because your subconscious mind or God or whatever you want to call it is showing you something that needs to be addressed for you to get to your goal. So all you do is go, okay, this is some new thing I have to address. Uh, Bruce Lee would say, be like water. You come to the rock and the river, you flow over, around, or over time through, but you, you keep moving. You know, when you look at water in nature, water going downhill, moving fast is full of oxygen and life. But that same water, if it stops and becomes stagnant, becomes poisonous and bugs lay their eggs in it. And <laughs> Reminds right? me of what my drill sergeant used to say. Right. You're like pond water, boy. You're like pond right. water. You're stagnant right. and not moving. <laughs> <laughs> like great. pond water, man. <laughs> but, 
but so so you create the life you want now now i i want to i want to share a story a, an egypt story with you because it it's profound because it talks about everything i just said i climbed mount sinai and i i literally climbed the the 3000 steps of repentance to the top of mount sinai which uh, the steps of repentance is a very profound way of saying the pile of rubble that I climbed up <laughs> because <laughs> those steps were built in like, like the 1100s and, and there's not much there left. Wow. But you climb these 3000 steps of repentance. And when I was in Egypt, everywhere I went, everybody treated me like a prince. I mean, I, I, I have never had more friendly or kind people. I've never met any, anybody as friendly to give you an example of that. When you climb Mount Sinai, you start climbing at one o'clock in the morning. And the reason you start at one o'clock in the morning is because you reach the top just before sunrise. And so you're on top of Mount Sinai and you're watching the sunrise over the Sinai Peninsula. It's glorious, glorious. So I started climbing at one o'clock. Now you get there, you get to the top around four or 4.30, right? So I'm climbing at one o'clock at 2.30, I hear in the darkness on the side of Mount Sinai, I hear John, which was really freaky to be on the side of Mount Sinai. <laughs> like, hearing your, wait, wait, wait a saying. minute. Wait a <laughs> yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. <laughs> <laughs> but it, 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 it wasn't God or, or was it? <laughs> because it was the manager of the hotel running up the hill, running up the mountain to give me his coat because he thought I was going to be cold. Okay, he ran up an hour and a half to give me his coat because he thought I was going to be cold at the top. This is how I was treated the entire time I was in Egypt. The next day I came down from that mountain and I went to St. Catherine's Monastery, which is a, a Greek Byzantine monastery right at the base. And it, beautiful, the incense burning, the guys with the beards and the whole, the whole shebang, right? Beautiful, beautiful. And I'm walking through, I'm just like in awe of the place. And suddenly I hear a voice again. And this one says, hey, are you American? <laughs> didn't sound like God either. <laughs> right? I said, yeah, I'm, I'm American. He says, yeah, me too. He says, have you been having problems since you've been here? I said, no, every, everywhere I go, I, 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 he's treating me like a prince. He says, everywhere I go, people want to fight me. Five minutes later, I wanted to kick that guy's butt. Hmm. <laughs> Wonder <laughs> what he was putting off. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. What you sow, you reap. It's true. It is absolutely true. What you're putting out to your experience, you are getting back. And so if you are putting out to yourself that you're a failure, if you're telling yourself you can't, you won't. You know, Henry Ford once said, whether you think you can or whether you think you can't, you, you are, are right. right. Oh, most definitely. Yeah. <laughs> Period, right? But that, the, our thoughts, that psalm, I go back to your psalm because that's, that was so perfect for today. Yeah. Because that's that's my life. I my think my way into doing the things that I want that I want to do in my life. Yeah. I decide I'm going to do it and I think my way there. Most definitely. That's great. And if I said Psalms, I'm so sorry, it's supposed to be Proverbs, so everybody don't say oh, the preacher the preacher you, was you, wrong. You, if you I said probably, if I said Psalms, it's Proverbs twenty three and seven. You, you, I was just probably, so excited about my guest today. I was just so excited. <laughs> well, you, you probably said it right. I, I was, I'm, I'm probably the heathen who said it wrong. No. <laughs> so everybody's going to be like, ooh, I thought he was passing. He said the wrong thing. I know, that's not in song. That's not in song. So, you know, I was just, just so just excited. Just you, guys, just you guys know I'm not a pastor, so I, I, I'll, take, I'll take the blame. Oh, my God. <laughs> Proverb, there you go. So, but it was, it, it was perfect. It was the perfect thing to say for, for me and my experience because that's my belief. I believe we think – you know, we think into our existence and God gives us and the what we think is how we ask. And and with that, how do we or how does one break out of self-defeating beliefs? That's a great one. And do you mind, I'm going to I'm going to do another Christian thing. Hey, we, we, we good. We're not bound by time. I, I am. I am having fun. As I told you at the okay, beginning, okay. my <laughs> podcast is unlike any other. Um, the right. one thing I always say, this is the show where the guest gets to speak even though it's called mr speaker speaks it's the show where the guests get to speak and you have the floor john all right so what is the first line of the book of genesis <laughs> in the beginning was in the beginning the god yeah and well and john and john and John 1 and 1, it says, in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was right. God. That's John 1 yeah. and 1. But in... <laughs> but in uh, but perfect. <laughs> stay, stay there. Stay okay. There. In, in okay. Genesis, in, in it says, in the beginning, God created. 
Oh, oh, I'm wrong. So what was the one that I'm? What was the one that I? I'm the one misquoting. So tell me. Oh, what I'm, and John and John John chapter one. Oh, I should know this. I wrote that, right, John? It's <laughs> in John. <laughs> John 1 and 1, because I love that one all the time. In the yeah. beginning was the Word, and the Word, and the word was word. with God, and the Word was God. Because okay, those... so let, me, let, me, let me unwrap that. Okay? okay. Your words are creative. I am wanting is creating with a Word, right? And the Word was with God. The Word goes off into this energy that we see that noetic science is there, right? Mm-hmm. And the Word was God, that image that we live in. We are, we, li- we are in God's image, right? So being in God's image, our words are going out and be creative as long as we put faith in our words or belief in our words. So for me, the, 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 if you want to change self-defeating talk, the first thing you have to do is start to assess what you're saying about you and your present moment. And the more you can, that's why I talked about wanting, needing, hoping, and trying. I took them out of my vocabulary. I don't, I don't say I try to do things. I say I, I am doing I am creating. I am enjoying. You have to start really. One of the things I do when I work with, with corporations, I, I talk to the, the CEOs and I tell them, go out and get yourself one of those cheap digital voice recorders that, that, that record for like 20 hours and put a battery in it and click it on and put it in your top pocket and go about your day. And at the end of the day, go back and listen to what you said about your present moment. Whoa. And you know what they find? They find that they're fat, they're lonely, they're all the things that they would never let anybody else say about one of their friends. They say about themselves all day long, right? And why do you want to create that in your experience? So if you want to change yourself to defeating belief, start looking at what you yourself are saying. As the plane's going down, they say, put your own oxygen mask on before you help somebody else. And so you know you keep stirring up the preacher on the inside of me, right, when you make this. (laughs) So now I'm going to have to take you, when when you said that, I'm going to have to take you over to the book of Proverbs again. Uh, chapter 18 (laughs) (laughs) chapter 18 verse 21 because it's so powerful when you say this and you know what it reads there it says death and life are in the power of the tongue and Mm. they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof you're talking about speaking things but death and life and and i look at this and it just hit me so profoundly where they put death first where he puts death first typically we speak negative things death Mm. and life so you need to speak life to your situation. Man, I, you just got me going. Go ahead. Keep keep going. I just had to interject Absolutely. that one. That's, that's that whole concept of positive or negative, right? That whole idea, if I'm speaking negative things or death into my life, I'm creating death, creating negativity. You know, you know if, if, if the Apostle John was right and God is truly love, then everything you're seeing is, is this pure energy of God. Then you're surrounded by love all the time. The only thing that, that gives you the, the, the scientific base point to, to feel that love is your own fear. And it's fasc- fascinating. When you look at it from, from other religious perspectives, Sufism, in Sufism, they believe that God is on one side of a veil and we're on another side of the veil. And our life is struggle against the veil. And when you ask them what the veil is, they say it's our fear. Hmm. Right. And, and sometimes the fear swallows us and sometimes the fear is, is, is blowing through and we can see through. So I like to look at it from a more modern perspective. I think that we, we live in the image of God, but we have a fog machine of fear and we have our hand on the knob and we can choose how much fear we crank up and see the or not see the room or turn that way, way down and see as much love as we want. And when we put out that love and that kindness and that joy, we get it back into our world, but you have to give it to yourself first. You have to realize that you're not bad. Most people, they'll, they'll mess up something and they'll, they'll go, I'm so dumb. I'm so dumb, right? That's why I'm bald. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Just knocked all my hair off my head. Now. Knocked the hair off it. Took my hand, smacked it right off. But the thing was, I changed that even because I, I am so dumb is creating me being so dumb. You know? And I'm like, that's just silly. I just giggle. I laugh at it mm. because it's like, if I believe I'm getting this thing or this, this outcome, then doing anything opposite of that is just silly. Yeah. It's just, it's, it's goofy. And so that's how I think about it now. And that is so powerful because a good friend of mine always says, it's all about how you frame your words. Because a lot of people say, Oh man, I have to go to work. Oh, I have to do this. And they told me, says, don't think about it as I have to think about, I get to, I get right. to go to work. I get I to do these things. I get to, because there's some people 
that cannot do that because of their situation, but change your frame of mind. I get to go to work today. I get to inspire. I get to motivate. I get to do my comedy show and sword fight so that people can become better because of what God has given me to give to them. Because I always say you have to give to get and God gave and he says, give and it shall be given. He didn't say it might, but he says, give and it shall be given to you. Not only that, but good measure, pressed down and shaken together and running over. So, you know, it's the whole thing about how do you get more in life? You just have to give. And, and yeah. John, I love the energy that you've given to us and the insights on the five F's. Talk to the listening audience how they can get more of those five F's or get them, because I know you have them as a free gift. I do got a free gift. See, then can you leave me there? You're, you're a pretty good host. That's what did. <laughs> now, Vincent just said free. I want to make sure you guys understand that is free. I do not even get an email address. All we're going to give you is a link to go there, and you're going to get the 5F workbook. There's nothing on that page or on that website that will sell you anything. This is about bringing value to you, not taking value from you. And what you where you want to go is corporateactionhero.com slash gift. Now, if you want to find me or you want to look at anything else, you have to go to my website, uh, which is also corporateactionhero.com. But if you want the gift, you actually have to use that link because you won't find it on my website. That's just for podcast guests, um, podcast audiences. Um, and so on that site, you'll also find my LinkedIn, my Twitter, and all that, all that stuff in the, oh, it's on there. And if you're looking for just a small bit of daily motivation, on that page, my daily vlog, I put out a piece of video every day. And if you're not really interested in jumping over to my site and seeing it there, you can find the same video on YouTube as well, Corporate Action Hero on there. And um, the, the thing that I would like to make sure everyone leaves with today is this one thought. Today's choices are tomorrow's outcomes. So make your choices good and positive and caring to create a good and positive and caring life around you. I tell you, you just, it's just so thought provoking. You leave me here and I'm sitting here trying to come up with questions and your responses are making Mr. Speaker speechless. <laughs> it's a miracle. <laughs> oh my goodness. When you look at everything that you've done and, and we as individuals, we as, as human beings, we get discouraged. I mean, even the greatest people in the Bible have gotten discouraged. When you find yourself in that moment of discontent, that moment of discouragement. And we talk about being in the present, but when your present moment is discouragement, what does John do to bounce back? I exhale because I don't allow myself to have that fear response because I am, I believe and I have faith in my positive outcome. Something comes up that seems contrary. There's always a, a silver lining. Um, this morning I, I, I was on another podcast, but I was, I was the host and the man was telling me about, you know, his son dying at a very young age. And he was telling me his experience. And, he, and I said, well, I'm so sorry. He says, don't be sorry. It was the greatest thing that happened to me. And it was the greatest lesson my son could have given me. Because he, he, he changed my life in the short time he was here. And I, I am no longer the materialistic person that I was before. Because now I know what's important. And so to me, I, I, th I think that in, when, when things come up that seem contrary, I, I, I go, Oh, well, what's going to happen now? You know, what's going to happen next? And I'll, I'll give you a, I'll give you a really interesting example. Go right ahead. <laughs> so I was, I was getting ready to do a speech in, um, um, I was Pennsylvania, I think. And, and I was like, okay, I'm going to do this speech. And I knew I needed some dental work and I was like, but I, I'll be fine. I'll do the thing. And I, and <laughs> a week before a week, a week before, two weeks before, Two weeks before the, uh, the, the speech, I bit into a sandwich and my front teeth broke off. Two of them broke off. Mm. Because I, 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 I'm a, I'm a, there's celiac in my family, so the enamel on our teeth is not very strong. So we have bad teeth. So I'm like, boom. I said, okay, I'm getting my teeth fixed. Thank, thank you, God. And that's the way I start my prayers. Thank you, God, because I believe, I believe in faith. If you, if you start with gratitude, you're going to get because... You know, if you have faith, you believe it's already done, right? Correct. Ask is it? Ask as if, right? Ask and it shall be given. <laughs> right, right. So, so I start. I start with thank you, thank you, God, for the you know the the good, the perfect teeth I am receiving. Amen. Right. Amen. I got a phone call the next day, 
And this lady says to me, Hey, John, it's Carol Black. She was somebody I knew from way back. She says, um, we have an organization that we've started called Rescue. And basically what it is, is we, 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 um, we, we help um, people who have worked at Renaissance festivals get medical stuff done. So within a day, my belief, my faith brought her, her into my life and $3,000 worth of dental work was done. All I can say, you know, back in it, I, we always say around here, won't he do it? And the response is, yes, he will. I mean, yes, he will. <laughs> I mean, yes, he will. Yes, he will. That, that is powerful. You know, I want you, I'm going to give you, you know, you, we've all heard the elevator pitch and we've just had a great conversation. The show is all about you, who you are and what you do. Tell us who you are, what you do. And why should anyone listening, corporation, church, any entity with money, with anybody that has people, <laughs> that's a part, part of it. Why should they hire John? My life is about service. Being an action hero means a great deal to me. So I, I literally come to bring the best service I can possibly bring. And the, only be- and the only service I can really bring is to help people find their own connection to their own source and their own inner power so they can awaken that inner, pa- inner action hero and start to create that motion, start that momentum, and achieve more in their life. We all have purpose. And when I ask audiences all over the world, what, you know, what's, what's the most important thing to you? I've never had somebody say my job. They've always said my family. And so you know, you are, we are all in this world to serve each other. And if we can start to serve each other in this entire world as our entire family, then the world changes. So that's why you bring me in because I awaken that interaction here. I create that atmosphere whereby your, your team starts to work in unity. And next thing you know, you're creating more and your, your bottom lines will get better just because you're creating a positive atmosphere and you're awakening and you're short and I've shortened those learning curves and I've done all these other things. Those things are important, but that core element of awakening their inner power to let them know they can, and then put them on a path to do it. And you heard that right here on Mr. Speaker speaks. My final question to the action hero today (laughs) is what matters most to John Davis? Kynan Joseph Davis, my son. Uh, He is the most important. He is why I do everything I do because he, he has been one of the most profound experiences in my life and and at points in his life has been the most wise person I've known. Um, But I, I do for my son and when I leave this world, the only thing that I would like to be known for is that I, like a boat going down a river, I left a positive wake behind me. Positive wake behind. With that being said, man, I'm going to close on that note. I'm so inspired today. I, you know, the show, the things we talked about before and now this, I'm so, so inspired. I'm so inspired. I got to go do some things. I, you know, as you know, when you hear, hear a good sermon, you got to get up and run. I, so that's what i feel like today man john it has truly been a pleasure having you on the show today i i tell you man when whenever you want to you have an open door invitation to mr speaker Uh speaks if you're ever doing anything you want the world to know about it just hit me up and i will bring you (laughs) back here on mr speaker speaks well, thanks. All I, all I want to do is come back and laugh some more. We've had a great time. This has been really fun. <laughs> this is it's great. I've had a great time. This is what this is what I enjoy. This is my purpose, and this is my passion: helping other people and just communicating. Because by communicating, if we do something, my uncle told me it will all benefit everybody. He said these words to me, and he was a Jamaican. In my late uncle, he said, "Vincent, man, let me tell you one thing, man. Let me tell you one thing, man." All you have to do is watch, listen, and you will learn. And I tell you today, watching you and listening to you, I have truly learned. And I know my guests that will tune in and listen will do the same, John. You are powerful. Keep doing what you you. do. Thank you. Thank you. It's it's a complete honor to be here. And and you create a platform that is so joyful and loving and and so open um, that it makes it real easy to come in here and just open up and be free with that so thank you all right thank you well listening audience you know the drill it has truly been a pleasure you've been listening to mr speaker speaks you know the show that informs challenges and inspires you know life is all about purpose 
The question is, do you know yours? And not only that, are you fulfilling your purpose? You know, check me out on the internet, VincentTEdwards.com. But remember, in all that you do, be magnificent. And until next time, be good, be blessed, but most of all, be a blessing to someone. Recording stopped.